every Green Diva needs a sidekick. At the Green Divas radio show, they're called Green Dudes. Time now for a deeper shade of green from a guy's perspective. All right, so we're on with another one of our favorite green dudes. You know, we have a lot of favorite green dudes, but this guy is so talented and on the front lines of serious climate change, world global policy. Uh, Mark Terry's a filmmaker who um, is working right now with the Youth Climate Report, compiling, and that, now just bear with me as I get this long introduction in because it's really interesting and will explain it all. He's the producer of the new interactive multilinear documentary film project for the UN. And it's all kind of getting ready for COP21 in Paris, which I'm a little sad we're not going to. Anyway, Mark, tell us what all this means. Oh, thanks, Megan. That's uh... <laughs> I really appreciate you being or having been on the show again. I, you guys have always been a great supporter of our work. Um, this year is, is a little different. Um, as you may remember, we've always produced um, what's known as a linear documentary. That's a, a regular film that begins from um, the start and, and ends, and you sit in the theater and you right, watch it. Right. Um, but this year, we've created a multilinear documentary project, which means you have various videos all related to climate change research but they're geographically represented on a map throughout the world. So if you wanted to see what kind of research is being done in Australia or in um, Antarctica, there is a little pinpoint on these maps that when you click on it, it opens up a video showing a report from a scientist who's working in that area on a specific kind of climate research. And um, this is a relatively new technology created by Google called Fusion. And I was able to um, uh, curate a bunch of videos from around the world, uh, thanks to the Youth Climate Report Project, and, uh, and create this map, which is right now on two UN websites and being used as, as um, uh, prep research for the policymakers attending uh, the COP21 conference in Paris this year. Yeah, and I just have to chime in that I went to the UN ep.org backslash climate change and if you scroll right. to the bottom there, there there it is the map and it is absolutely fascinating and fantastic and you just want to start clicking around watching these films learning about the scientists and what you know what particular uh, issues they are working on all over the world there's so many little red dots to click on yeah, it's it's actually a, a great technology, and it makes the information a bit more accessible to the policymakers. Because what a lot of people tend to forget is that people who write policy for the UN are basically politicians that have been elected to the position. Right. They're they're not scientists themselves. And previous to this, um, or to my work with the UN, all they had to go on were these very thick, uh, voluminous texts written by scientists in a language you know, most people don't quite understand. Right, right. So it always took a long time to break down this data and to have them truly understand what they were writing policy about. But with this, um, um, particularly with this GIS map, um, you're able to actually see the research being done um, in, in videos showcasing the same scientists that write those big texts. 
Yeah. And so it, it kind of enhances the, the comprehension of the entire subject for the uh, policymakers. It yeah. does. I mean, it, it really does. And, and it just also puts a face on it, maybe? Yeah, that's true. Actually, one policymaker said that very thing. You know, it's very nice to have um, a face attached to the, um, to the research being done, eh? Well, because what the videos that I was able to click and just at least see a little bit of, they, they do. You know, they're not just a scientist talking head. These yeah. videos are all about what's happening in this particular region for whatever topic they're talking about, whether it's water conservation or soil mm -hmm. conservation or uh, whatever energy issues people are having. Um, so, you know, you see real people on the on the front lines of these issues and, and yeah. then the scientists are talking about what their research entails. Yeah. It's so cool. I am like so – I um I'm I'm a little bit jealous that I'm not going to Paris. <laughs> but well, I, I don't know if you should feel too jealous. If so many people are going to Paris, it's going to be like yeah. Copenhagen times ten. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, part of it is you know just the the thrill of being involved and the energy involved. And I mm -hmm. know uh, from a recent interview I did with. Um, Oh, God, his name just evaporated from me, but a gentleman who did an exclusive interview with, with President Obama about climate change, and, and one of the key points that he took away was that Obama is all about pushing uh, a strong agenda at COP21 in Paris. So yeah. that's exciting, and, and yeah, I, I think I told you before, I'm, I'm not really big on crowds. I get a little wiggy. So I thought, yeah. Yeah, do is the first time I want to be in Paris going to want to be with, you know, a million of my yeah. my best friends, you know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's very exciting this year too, for a couple of reasons. You know, um, it's the year that all the countries have agreed to sign some new agreement. Yeah. And and just having that that kind of accord, you know, um, internationally, is very encouraging. But particularly for the West here, uh, us in North America, I mean. Yeah. Um, we we have a couple of leaders. We have a new prime minister here in Canada, uh, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. So we have a couple of leaders who are very climate sensitive, and, and they're great ambassadors for the cause. So I think that's really going to help move um, the new agreement forward in a positive way. Well, let's just take a second to like get excited about your, your new – a lot a lot of people consider this sexy, young, baby Trudeau thing going on over there, <laughs> uh, up yeah. there. It's very exciting for a lot of folks because he is uh, very progressive and very mindful of climate. Yes. Which is, oh, absolutely. It was part of his um, you know electoral campaign. He was yeah. uh, talking about working on that when – the incumbent, um, Stephen Harper, did not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now um, a lot of folks are concerned that all of the, the, the policies that are already being put forth or whatever um, for COP21 are, are not enough already. There's concern that it's not enough, even though mm -hmm. it's a big deal that, that people are getting together and agreeing to do something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about what, you, what you've learned so far, about what you'll be encountering there? Yeah, well, I think the people feel it's not enough are only looking at uh, the category headings of what's going to be um, um, authored in this new agreement. Um, 
once we get to the conference and actually start creating the resolutions that fall underneath these category headings, I think you'll find that, you know, all the things that people think are not being covered are actually being covered. Okay. So there's a lot more detail that just can't be put on the table yet. Um, but it's all branches off yeah. these various categories. You know, like, like forestry is, is one of the big things this year. And it's not just, um, you know, the problem of deforestation, but also the solution of reforestation. Right, right. And then how all those things splinter off into how they're going to be done um, throughout the various countries of the world. On the surface, it looks like that's not enough. But once we get into it and break it down, then we'll see that, you know, it is enough. Break it <laughs> down, folks. Enough. Break it down. Yeah, break it down. <laughs> <laughs> you did it better than I did. So... <laughs> Now, I, I would talk to you all day about this stuff, and I know we'll talk again maybe probably after COP21, but you're welcome to let us know if there's something else. But right now, I want to take a minute to um, applaud and get excited about another project not related to this. Uh, you have you have a play that's going to be produced, and you tell us about that. Yeah, that's, that's a very different project for me. Uh, it's the first um, theatrical play that I've ever written. Um, you, you may know that I used to produce a lot of theater. I, I owned a theater in Toronto, and I produced a show in New York. You and, know, um, I did not know that, and we will talk no? later. We'll talk later, buddy, because I got some, yeah, yeah. some interesting <laughs> stuff for you. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so this play is the first one I've written. It's called Interview with a Demon. <laughs> and um, maybe this is someone you want to interview on your show in the future. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically the, the concept is um, this is the world's first television interview uh, granted by a demon who actually explains what happens to us when we die. So consider him a reporter from the other side who is... comes back and, and basically dispels a lot of the cultural myths and religious beliefs that we have about the afterlife. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, so is, that's is the it, idea of the show. Is it meant to be comedy? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, good. Just checking. Yeah, it is, it is comedy. Yeah. Oh my god! I really hope to to be able to see it, if not on stage, perhaps in another format. Well, that's right. You know, we could certainly um, um, look at if you can't make the stage show, there might be a film. Yeah, um, coming soon. The um, the script has been optioned by a Toronto company called Be Smart Productions, and uh, they were in con uh, last year at the MIPCOM market when they uh, discovered the script and they read it, they loved it, and, and they optioned it on the spot. So um, they're actually one of the producers of the stage version, um, which goes up next week. The, um, the other production company is Beach Street Theatre Company, and uh, that's run by the uh, director of the show, Michael Kashmanian. He's a, a longtime friend of mine, and huh. we've worked together in theater for the past five years. So, Well, that's really exciting for you, Mark. Please keep us posted, and, and we support you in all your endeavors. You're a talented yeah. guy, and <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot of fun kind of, you know, watching things yeah, yeah. unfold for you, as for in, in many cases it, it, it has to do with all of us, with your, your climate change work and Yay. Okay. Yay. Well, thank you, Megan. If I can just um, throw in a website, yes. if anybody is listening to this in Toronto and wants to see the show, just go to um, the website, thedemontalks.com. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go there just to check it out anyway. Cool. 
<laughs> thanks, okay, well, Mark. Thanks so much. I can appreciate it. Good luck in Paris, and we will talk soon. Want more information on this Green Dude segment and other ideas for low-stress green living? Go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com.